Welcome to the Hand in Hand Show, where caregivers and survivors have honest discussions about stroke. We are a part of Stroke Focus Podcast. This is Cam, your host. everyone. This is Cam, and we're here on the Hand in Hand show, a part of Stroke Focus. And today we're interviewing Sharon Thomas. She was a road construction worker in Portland, Oregon, when she collapsed with a massive stroke that left her unable to walk, talk, or even swallow. Her stroke happened one night while she was at her parents' home near Roseburg. She and her husband had been married just for a little over a year. They realized that she was not able to hold her glass, and she made repeated attempts, and her father noted that something was wrong, thought that she may have been having a stroke. She's also predicted that she'd be an invalid for the rest of her life. Well, guess what? We always prove them wrong, don't we? So fortunately, her husband found out about a trial for cell therapy called multi-stem, and her recovery during the trials phase two was nothing short of remarkable. And today, she's back to hefting 30-pound sandbags and playing basketball. So, wow. Hello, Sharon, and thank you for being with us today. Thank you for inviting me. When did this stroke actually happen? It was about six years ago it happened. You were in the hospital when your husband found out about this multi-stem therapy? Yes, they, they lifelighted me to OHSU in Portland. I was in the ICU, and the doctor told my husband they cannot reach my clot. So he said, expect the worst. So he was sitting by my bed when they came in to offer this trial. Can you explain what multi-stem is? I cannot explain it. From a scientific or a technical standpoint, I would say that it changed my life. <laughs> that, that's all I c- can say. The multi-stem, was it an injection? They put it in my IV. Um, they asked my husband for me to be on it because I couldn't talk, read or write at that time. I couldn't communicate at all. And so when my husband put me in it, they injected it into my IV. For yourself, what was the most difficult part of your experience after the stroke? In the midst of it, I couldn't stand, read, write, swallow. The most difficult part for me was not telling everybody it will be okay because they were looking at me and they were crying because I was not the same person before my stroke. I was running five miles a day. I was um, installing septics, doing rope construction, doing traffic control plans, playing basketball, coaching. And so they were, everybody was devastated and tried not to show it. I, I think that was the hardest part for me to not be able to communicate to say, it's going to be okay. Sue, it sounds like your husband's been very supportive in this. He has been from the get go. We have been together before my stroke five years. And when we got married, we were married just over a year. I think about his position in all this because he knew me as being very vibrant, um, being outgoing, and coaching with him. And we coached young girls basketball. And we really put our, our life around coaching. 
he knew that it would never be the same again sitting in the ICU with me. And so I can't imagine. I tried to, but I can't imagine what he was going through. Thank goodness for his support during this, because otherwise you would not probably be where you are today. I wouldn't be. He found out about this through the hospital, though, right? Yes. Yeah, we were fortunate enough for them to be doing the trial at the time, so it was a godsend for us. With this treatment, did you see results immediately or in a couple of weeks or was it a couple of months or was it even more gradual than that? I did not know I got this multi-stem cells. It was a double-blind study, so nobody knew. I didn't know until two and a half years after the study was done. When when I got them, and I didn't know that, that I was in ICU, a couple of days, I got my balance back. I can walk around the halls. I can stretch, walk without a walker. I was playing. They moved me into a regular room. I was still on a feeding tube. I still cannot swallow, but I was playing backgammon. I was, my daughter reminded me that I could say her name, my son's name, uh, my husband's name, my aunt's name. So they worked with me to get that out. And that, and before I got the stem cells, I cannot grunt, I cannot communicate at all, I cannot write. Many of us weren't able to walk when we left the hospital or rehab, even by ourselves. This is a great thing, I'm sure, because you had some deficits to begin with. Stroke is very challenging. And do you have any advice? for survivors or caregivers? I would say stay the course. Stroke survivors, they can hear you. And for me, my friends and my husband would try to finish my sentences because I couldn't talk for about years after my stroke. My reading and writing came back gradually, so um, I'm still struggling with it. I still have to do the hard work, but people would try to finish my sentences, and that would be really frustrating because I need them to be silent so I can create new pathways to get the words out, what I was thinking. So I would say, say the course for the caregivers, understand that stroke survivors are in there. They know what they want to say, but they need time to say it and be really patient because I know that as a caregiver, you get frustrated. But as a stroke survivor, not being able to communicate mm-hmm. is more frustrating than what the caregivers are going through. <laughs> I get that because I do have aphasia. I've learned over the years to hide it. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I figured out if I can't think of that word, there's always another word that's similar that or whatever, and I can think of that word, but not the other one. And, and and sometimes I do get stuck. After a few minutes, I don't mind for myself if somebody finishes my sentence for me or, or gives me the word, and then I finish, but that's only after I've struggled. Right. For, you know, minutes. But, yeah, I, I don't like either when people finish my sentences or give me the word before I've had time to think about it. Yeah, because that's part of your rehab. (laughs)
Right. Exactly. I still do word games and, and different things to help me remember words and to make my brain work. <laughs> yes, I do too. <laughs> So I also have information that maybe you are trying to raise stroke awareness and you might have some other activities that you're involved in. Well, I have um, just recently come from New York. Um, I participate in an investor's day for the company that was doing the research on the multi-stem cells. I spent a day on a panel talking about stroke awareness and my journey back. My husband also participated on that. We did an interview the day before with a uh, local gal that does awareness for not just stroke. Back at home, I participated and talked at uh, stroke awareness meetings or stroke survivors meetings. My daughter is really active on social media, so she posts everything. I've been doing interviews from after my stroke when I can talk until now. Everybody, it's interesting because everybody has somebody that has been affected by stroke. And so it always hits close to home. Yes, I find that very true. Uh, what I also find interesting is I've been in the medical field for now 34 years almost. That you were young, you were 45. And at that yep. point, struggle. Anybody who is still trying to work or raise kids, it's it's hard. Did you go back to your same job? Yes, I did. Um, I was before my stroke. Uh, I was uh, training for the Oregon State Police that I had to have surgery for, and that surgery I chose a mechanical valve, and that's what caused my stroke. I was really in the best shape of my life. I was running five miles a day and um, lifting weights, playing basketball, coaching. And so after my stroke, I went back to work part-time at six weeks. I cannot read and write, but I can do traffic control plans and a CAD system that my speech therapist was odd because my husband took some of my work in, and he goes, Stroke patients don't recover like this. Her, my stroke was catastrophic, and it, it, it just should have been. I just could not be back at work doing those type of things. So I was doing my job. I was driving dump truck, doing traffic control, flagging, uh, laboring, running crews. But I just recently took a chance, and I started a new job about three weeks ago. And how's that going? It's going wonderful. I was a little bit concerned because of my deficit reading and writing. I have to say this. I continue to improve. I was told that I would reach a certain point at 90 days or a year. I would not get any better. Mm -hmm. And I continue to improve, sometimes weekly. Mm -hmm. And so in this new job, it's opening new doors that, we're locked away because my brain has to think, but in a different way because my job I was doing before, I've done it for 25 years. Mm -hmm. And so this is a new trade and it's a new title and it requires a lot of savvy and 
thing on your feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, before my stroke, I would tackle it at an instant. But after my stroke, I second-guessed myself because I still had work to do. Yeah. But I really think that the multi-stem cells gave me the avenue to open up new doors because I'm still learning. I, I'm still improving almost right now every week. Wonderful. Sharon, what are your plans in the future? My goal is to go back to coaching by myself. I coached a team. After my stroke, I couldn't communicate. And now my voice is fluent enough. I think I can be understood. The sky's the limit for me. You just said that it would be scary to go out and start a new job. Right. It was scary for me. And I decided... Now's the time I can reinvent myself because I'm that confident in this treatment. I will figure out a way because, like I said, I still am learning new things. And this job has brought to light how many new things I'm learning at a rapid rate. And so my husband is so overjoyed because he has been on this journey with me the whole time. So um, I want to enjoy my grandkids. Still run and work out. I am doing that right now. So, but that's my first goal is to start coaching a team by myself without help, like I did before. That's wonderful. So, congratulations on that and on your recovery. And I hope everyone has enjoyed hearing about this. I hope that uh, if you have interest in this, that you do contact the company with the information that was given. Thank you all for listening. I hope you were entertained and educated. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Hand in Hand show, a part of Stroke Focus. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Hand in Hand show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to keep the discussion going, please join Stroke Focus, the social media website dedicated to stroke survivors and caregivers. Stroke Focus is S-T-R-O-K-E-F-O-C-U-S. Stroke Focus is a part of Wohala, which in Mandarin means I have survived. If you wish to be a part of the show or would like to be interviewed as part of the show, please contact us at contact at strokefocus.net. 